0: Every single person that works here, whether you're an engineer coding, you're a seller in a territory, whether you're a leader, whether you're on the marketing team writing copy, understands that the purpose of their work is to make something better, right? And in this case, it's to make it better for individuals that are in need to get access to services so that those things, those everyday things that we all do as part of our jobs have meaning.
1: Real quick note, My family and I just got back from an incredible cruise with Uncruise. Now, we'd experienced what cruising was like on a big ship with thousands of people. and Frankly, it just wasn't for us, but this one was completely different. It was a small boat of less than 100. We had an amazing time where we saw whales and other wildlife, inspiring nature, hiking, kayaking, and bushwhacking, which is hiking without the trails, and we received incredibly personalized service Guides who get you off the beaten path and gorgeous sunsets. Everything was so easy and with no lines. They provided incredible meals, including sustainable seafood, not to mention a list of impressive cocktails. My wife, daughter, and I loved it. When we returned, I asked Uncruise to become a show sponsor and I was excited when they agreed. Right now, they're offering special deals on cruises in Baja, Mexico and Alaska that includes the incredible luxury service and adventure that we experience to learn more go to benleads.com slash cruise that's benleads.com slash cruise for the latest deals welcome back to lead the team with number one best-selling author and in-demand corporate trainer ben fanning on this podcast the world's most innovative senior leaders share their top success strategies to motivate your direct reports cultivate your top leaders and accelerate your career let's get started here's ben hey there lady and team nation and welcome back to another great episode today i have for you esther farkas who is the coo over at unite us now if you're not familiar with unite us they are the nation's leading software company that supports, uh, they're currently supporting over 1 million services and 1,000 organizations. And they're bringing sectors together to improve the health and well being of communities. They drive collaboration to predict, deliver, and pay for services that impact whole person health. Esther's career has focused on service and mission driven organizations with an infusion of entrepreneurship. She has an undergraduate degree from a Duke and a law degree from the University of Michigan. Esther, welcome to lead the team.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: So can you share with us what drew you initially to Unite Us and what have been some of the most fulfilling moments while you've been there at the, at the organization?
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been with the company since its founding and full-time since 2018. And the overriding attraction for me was the mission. It's just, it's a mission driven an organization and coupled with the ability to make an impact. So, you know, I think it's, it's mm. both the mission and then the drive to make an impact and the business model, honestly, to make an impact. So I saw all that mm. and I just, I knew I could be helpful.
1: Mm. So what in a nutshell is the mission? I mean, maybe I stated it in the, in the introduction, but I'm not sure I did it so succinctly.
0: Yeah, no, Um, great. (laughs) uh, So we're a a technology company started by veterans who saw a need for connection to services mm -hmm. for folks transitioning from the military. So that was in 2013. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they believe the founders very deeply that in order to really provide services for folks like food, like housing, like employment assistance, you really need to make a real connection and not just give people a Post-it note or a directory or an address to go to. So they developed a technology that has since been deployed in healthcare, government and nonprofit and, you know, successfully across every state to make those connections. So if you're in need of a service and usually multiple services, how do you take the burden off an individual mm. seeking the services and put it on the organization that's going to be providing it through technology? So the software has really developed over the last you know decade into a very robust platform where you can you know screen, you can take demographic information, you can make a referral, and then you close that mm. referral and produce outcomes. And it's been a way for folks to communicate. So if you have a care team helping somebody get back on their feet, how do you communicate with each other more efficiently to be able to do that well? So all of that together and um, a great team of folks that really are experts in social care.
1: So you came out of the legal world, right? So an attorney, legal, legal, legal piece of this thing. (laughs) And now you are COO. That yes. feels like a jump, right? Because, you you know, you're going to law school, you're involved in this piece, and, and I'm assuming that you learned about the mission of this organization. Yeah. You're like, you know what? This sounds like something I could get behind. I mean, was it the mission that initially attracted you? To, yeah, to? It, okay. it
0: really was. And you're, you're totally right. It's a huge jump. And I guess if you'd asked me 10 years ago if I'd be doing this, I would never have imagined. I'd never have imagined. Mm-hmm the leadership roles I, I'd i be taking on. And it was never, I wasn't one of those people that had sort of a goal that I was moving towards. I tried always to be helpful. And so when I joined the company, I really believed in the mission. I really believed in the team. And I really believed that I had a skill set that could be helpful. And I was a lawyer. I was a as a mergers and acquisitions lawyer. So I was not, you know, a courtroom typical lawyer, but you know, I'd focused on finance and deals and um had worked at a big Wall Street law firm and you know, I knew that wasn't gonna be my long term career. But that did give me fundamentals to I think a lot of a lot of the things that an operating company, particularly in the early stages, uh deals with, you know, corporate finance and just generally any transactions and and now as Part of my role, I actually lead our market-facing function. So I lead our sales team and our customer success team and our marketing team as well. And a lot of that is, you mm-hmm. know, comes out of those fundamentals. How do you work with people to negotiate and get something done? And I think building on that and learning everything I've learned over the five past five, six years and, you know, always trying to do better and be helpful is, I think, just part of what every leader needs to be doing to do better.
1: So to get a little more clarity around the term mission-driven. Yeah. So this organization that you described at Us, it seems like it's benevolent. Like it wants to make a positive impact in the world. Not to say mergers and acquisitions is not like that, but I don't know. Uh So that may or may not have been mission-driven, but they probably had a mission. Yeah. And maybe it's just... A, To make the shareholders happy. And that's okay. But I think when you're talking about mission-driven, you're thinking about more of a global positive impact. Am I right?
0: Yeah, I think... I think generally, you know, this concept that every single person that works here, whether you're an engineer coding, you're a seller in a territory, whether you're a leader, whether you're on the marketing team writing copy, understands that the purpose of their work is to make something better. Right. And in this case, it's to make it better for individuals that are in need to get access to services so that those things, those everyday things that we all do as part of our jobs have meaning. Right, so you're you're doing it with an end goal in mind that you know, for whatever your personal reasons are, leaves at least some part of this world better than when you started it.
1: So, how are you thinking about that now? Because you're COO, and how many employees do you all have now, roughly? Uh,
0: About 650.
1: So, 650 employees, a million services. It's probably, it feels like it's easier to talk about mission and impact when you've got 10 to 50 employees, maybe. But now you've got hundreds of employees. What are you doing as a CEO to help make them feel like they're part of this bigger mission when it might start to feel like when you've got a million services, you start to feel like a cog in a wheel, right? You're just yeah. trying to <laughs> kind of yeah. manage all this, all the scale.
0: Yeah, that's right. That? Yeah. And I think that's a really good call out and a really good point, because I think as you get bigger and bigger and you get further away from some of those individual impact stories, you have to um, always come back to it. So if we're serving a big customer in multiple states, what does that really mean for the business and for individuals in that state? It means that because we're serving this customer and we're doing a good job with our technology, with our um, ability to answer questions, with our ability to train their team, more individuals in that state or more individuals that they serve are getting services faster. And so always bringing it back around to the individual, always bringing it around to the impact and the ability to make bigger impact with bigger scale Mm. and bigger customers. So no doubt, like some days you're just going to feel like you're a cog in a wheel and you're doing work that you could be doing at any other company. So that constant reminder that that work has an end goal and that end goal is more individuals getting services. And it's actually... Our customers do a pretty good job of reminding us uh, that we get a lot of really nice stories of um, ways that we've been helpful, of individuals that they've been able to help because of our technology, of ways that their teams become more efficient because the technology has made them uh, be able to provide more services to more individuals. Those types of things, luckily, are uh, a part of our uh, you know, conversation, But but there are hard days. And so... Knowing that those hard days are going to be punctuated by these individual stories, by customers sharing these with us, I think is what keeps all of us going. I think it's that 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 push to be better and to do better and to know that everything you're doing in your day to day is is impactful.
1: So on a real on a real granular level, so something like you your technology your your business makes something positive happen for an end-user somewhere. Yeah. How in the world are y'all getting that back to the employees and say, hey, what you did today made a difference. Here's the story. Here's the narrative. Here's what happened. What's the mechanism or or process for that?
0: Yeah. I mean, there are very tactical things. Like We have monthly all teams, and so we start those all teams Mm -hmm. with an impact story where we highlight families or individuals that have been helped by the technology or something new that we've done. Um, so that's that's you know I think just mm-hmm. part of the DNA of the company there are videos that we share that we try to highlight the work and just to make it real there those visuals that ability to show that individual lives are being impacted is really important to bring it back around because you could just be someone in an office writing code and and not see the end the end point of your work and so bringing mm-hmm. it always back around to something that they did has this impact on a life is part of the DNA of the company. So um, we do, I think, uh, share those stories pretty frequently. We also share some of the the customer stories in Slack channels just to, um, again, remind folks that there's real impact. We speak at conferences where we always start by sharing that individual impact story. And we try and talk to scale and impact, as always furthering the work that everybody came here to to do. So I think that underlying is sort of company DNA and messaging is just a part of our Unite Us Speak.
1: So important and great note for listeners to make here. So we started talking about mission-driven companies and what that's really like. But note that to lead the team, you got to make sure that your team understands how they're impacting the mission, because if they get excited about the mission, but they don't feel like they're contributing, I mean, is it that that becomes the secret sauce and making the whole thing work? And as you all grow and become more successful, it can get a little more complicated.
0: Absolutely, and I think look what I've seen is our mission is really it's been at the heart of why the company was started, and um, the two founders are veterans themselves, and so maybe it wasn't as, you know, intentionally highlighted as you see today Mm -hmm. with a lot of the companies that are trying to build kind of almost everything around a mission, right? So you have like every kind of company saying they're mission driven. And I think that has a lot to do with the environment, which is great, by the way, that people are looking for uh, more mission driven places to work at, because that's become important to their overall work life happiness. But for us because it was part of our DNA. I don't think we've been as great at intentionally highlighting it externally or internally uh because we've taken it for granted, you know. I think we've taken for granted that that the technology is intended to help people get services better and faster. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so so I think you're right to say that as you scale and you get bigger and you get further and further away from just having individual conversations with team members on a daily basis, like you do when you're a team of 10, you have to be very mindful of that. And you have to keep reminding yourself as well as yeah. the team why you're doing what you're yeah. doing. I think that's a big part of it as a leader, too. You know, you face hard days, there are difficult problems to solve. And keeping top of mind while mm-hmm. you're doing it also helps you project that and share that with the team.
1: Yeah, there's more than one bottom line. And yeah. uh, Most companies might, you know, Ben, there is one bottom line. Yes, there is one bottom line. But if you can think about the other benefits of the bottom line of bottom line impact and highlight that, man, it just makes everything so much more powerful. Now, I understand that you also prioritize a lot community leadership. Yeah. Where do you lead there? And how has that been helpful in terms of your life as a leader?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've always been a big supporter of small businesses and small businesses run by women and early stage companies. And I think just generally bringing kind of like smart business and legal advice to earlier stage companies has been something that I've been um mm-hmm very, uh, I I think is very important because I think those are things that, you know, you're trained to think of as just like common sense, but it's not. And that information, even with all the information available to everybody today is still not Mm -hmm. democratized, I don't think, to the point where um, people feel that, you know, starting a business or taking that risk is as as easy as i think it should be because it's not really that hard i mean of course like every other like you know barrier um overcome right you need capital you need an idea you need obviously um time drive you need to be in a in a in a pretty good place some place of privilege but it's then like you know if you have the drive and you have the ability to to do the work it's 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 from a legal and structuring perspective this country's made it fairly easy to start a business in most states
1: are you looking to increase sales, grow your brand, and share your leadership message? Then check out our business podcast program. Each week, more people listen to podcasts and have Netflix accounts, and one-third of the U.S. population listens to podcasts regularly. So your customers and team are already listening to podcasts. It should be yours. Discover our five-step profitable podcast framework and what results you can expect for your company by setting up a twenty-minute call with my team at benleads.com/schedule, that's benleads.com/schedule. So you you like to offer your legal expertise in ways to help foster women women's business startups? Is that what it's related to?
0: Yeah, and advising and, them as they grow. So
1: and so, what have you, like? What have you found since you've been doing that?
0: I found that I think um, people think it is a lot harder than it really is. Like in most yeah. states, it's really filing one piece of paper, mm-hmm. the Secretary of State, and it costs $100 at most. And I think people think there's a host of barriers and oh. they tend to, you know, I think not know where to turn to get help. That's the other thing is I, I think they think yeah. the... That they need to hire an accountant, that they need to hire a lawyer, and that they need to have hundreds of dollars on hand to do that just to be able to start a business. And I think you go to a secretary of state's website, it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And, you know, I think people are usually surprised by how easy it is. Like, that's
1: just, open, it, just like open an, an LLC. That's right. And get that going. And it does vary by state. So, yeah, for the listeners, if you're to start your LLC, go to your. Yeah, your go to your
0: secretary of state. Page. Yeah. Go to your secretary yeah, of you website. On. Yeah. And and I think people, you know, assume it's gonna be very expensive. They're usually surprised by how affordable it is. And then I think they mm. think the upkeep is gonna be expensive. And like, you know, I it is also fairly straightforward, depending on how complex your business gets, obviously. But yeah, I think they're I think they're they're usually surprised by so, how it is.
1: So when you're leading in your in this community, I mean, how do you find or make the time to do that when you have family stuff or you have, you know, you're an executive with this company, what, how are you prioritizing all this stuff?
0: I don't know. That's a great question, but I do think like you always have time to do things that you mm-hmm. care about. And I think it means some other things I don't do as much of probably, but I, uh, maybe my house isn't as clean as it could be. Um, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Um, maybe I haven't done laundry in a couple weeks or anybody (laughs) but like those types of things I think you know um, it is
1: New York you get a pass on laundry (laughs) I think I've done that I don't know family would
0: agree but I think um, (laughs) not that you know that's that's actually you know um, not that that's like solely my responsibility but those types of things I think I I do think that you um, prioritize your time and Mm -hmm. so do things that you enjoy that make you feel like for me, at least, the skills that I have are being used in the best possible way. And I've been very fortunate to um, attend schools that have trained me very well and then to have jobs that have given me, like, you know, the best possible training. And And I've learned a lot, and it makes me feel great to be able to share some of that. makes me feel like all of that work leads to something helpful.
1: And this is something for, for our listeners to think about you've got a lot of skills that may be transparent to you and e- but just because they're so easy and natural, you've been trained on, them, but the world still needs them. And maybe when you're an executive, you don't get to express those or, or share them in the same way because you're working on other stuff and there can be other ways to use them in your community to make a positive impact.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. exactly uh, right. That's exactly right. It's not part of my day to day anymore. I'm not, I don't lead the legal team here. Um, I have other things that I enjoy that I do, but 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 I've always found like I can make the biggest impact in the community with legal skills, and that that's probably because it's still like very hard to get access to good legal advice. Mm-hmm. I think folks, you know.
1: When's the time you had an unexpected twist or failure in your career, and how did lead to your success or growth on down the road?
0: Well, so the first on Expy, there's probably two. The first one was I did. I think you asked this earlier. I think you alluded to it is what does kind of mergers and acquisitions have to do with having a mission. It's a very different type of career. And when I uh, graduated law school and up until that time, I'd been very focused on human rights law. And I thought that, you know, ultimately that's where my career would end. I'd worked on um, minority rights and human rights, at, you know, and double
1: ACP, right? You,
0: yeah, you were I, yep. I entered the I'd worked at a U.N. agency. I'd worked at like a similar organization um, protecting Roma rights in Hungary. And um, it was my it's something I was very and I am still very passionate about. And but 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 I had to. <laughs> I had to pay back my loans from law school. And so I knew I had to go. <laughs> I knew I had to go work and um, be able to do that. And I was happy to do it. So, you know, um, it was always part of something I, I expected. And and when I started, mergers and acquisitions was very, uh, it was what they called, you know, a hot market. And and so mm-hmm. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was assigned to it. And I loved it. And I ended up doing it for seven years. And that was probably one of the most unexpected things that has ever happened to me, and um, the thing that I loved about it was the ability to negotiate, being taught how to negotiate I mean, well, and the you know quality of the work and the speed, the speed with which those transactions go. So there's a lot that I loved, and completely unexpected. Never would I have told you that. And then I thought that I would stay there and keep doing it, and I ended up having you know two kids, and it became um, just too difficult with little kids to do that. You know um, the speed mostly of the work. And so I started my own law firm, which was really unexpected as well. That's not something that I ever thought I'd want to do. And um, with another former attorney from the same law firm. And that's where I met the founders of Unitas. And so I think all of that kind of brought me back to where I started which is Mm -hmm. to really care very deeply about, you know, individuals and people and making their lives better in some little way that I can with my skill set. And so I feel a lot of zigzags in my career. And I think a lot of unexpected turns, including leading, you know, a market facing organization. I Mm -hmm. I don't think, you know, being a, a lawyer I'd ever expected that would be something that I I could do, but I love it. I love the challenges and I love the human element, the ability to help people, you know, with my skills, which is, which are what they are. And I've, I've learned a lot and I've been trained very well, but I, but I have certain skills. So, and they're, you know, and at scale, I've been able to, to make them work.
1: What's the one trait you wish you could instill in every employee and why do you think it's important?
0: Um, Enthusiasm, I think just positivity, enthusiasm. Like, how do you, you know, and I think that as a leader, my goal is to ensure that I support my team and um, being able to get up every morning and be excited about the day, be enthusiastic, no matter how hard a task is, right? Like, hard tasks are, they're challenges. and, And you, you know, you can look at them as something that, Um, is making your day worse, or you can look at it as a challenge you're going to overcome and learn something from. And I think that doesn't change the task, but it very much changes the way you look at it and the way you wake up every morning, the way you go to bed and the way you think about your work. And so how do you kind of clear a path for folks that they can be enthusiastic, they can be excited about the tasks they have, and how do you support them in being their best and most successful selves? So it's you know it's 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 that positivity that'll get you everywhere
1: yeah i I like that and i i feel like the way that you talk about enthusiasm
0: uh
1: as a leader is enthusiasm is a choice you make yeah yeah when you make up and then you also choose to make or choose to clear the path as you say for your team to also experience that that enthusiasm it's not something that Think about how I'm going to do it for them, but to create the environment for
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just, I, and I, and I, I work on myself to do that too. How do I stay excited? How do I become excited? If I see myself getting frustrated, then I, I think about it. Why am I getting frustrated? How could I be looking at this differently mm-hmm. to see it as a positive experience instead of a frustrating experience? Because every experience has positive aspects to it. There's no question. And so really is about changing your outlook and your ability to problem solve and really see challenges as something solvable. Everything is solvable, right? Like in some way, right? You're not going to always get to the same outcome, but you will get to a different place.
1: Love it. Yes. So, so good. Esther, been a fun interview today. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
0: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it.
1: Would you or your CEO be a good fit for this podcast? If you know a uniquely talented leader who has a story to share and a message to deliver, then we'd love to host them on the show. Go to binleads.com slash apply to fill out a quick form where you can let us know a little bit about yourself and my team will take a look to see if we're a good fit.